Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Three points in the gap, people. Listen, we're in Manchester and it's me, Pundit Jane. You know who I'm here with. I'm here with Mike, the City fan. Maybe Jane Motty, the big red TRA member. So listen, yeah? We know what time it was. We know it was a big derby weekend. We know who was crying. We know who was laughing. And we know who feels good and who doesn't feel good. You get me? But listen, people, you know where we're at. It's three points in the gap, yeah? And first things first, in fact, DJ, can we just quieten the sound a bit? Because this this is a serious one for United fans today. Because they've waited a long time to get me to be able to gloat and have and have and have and have full full share of the runnings of the city. Do you get me? So listen, turn down the music, please. Let's just get into this straight away. Because hey, boys, yesterday, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what was going to happen in it. And Marty, I'm going to throw this over to you in it because obviously, like, was you in there? Yeah, I was, I was, you said it there on your intro, I was in the TRA, I was in the Stratford and it was my birthday as well, so it was like an extra special day for me. <laughs> and um, I've not seen, honestly, I've not seen scenes like that in the TRA since it's been going. It's been going for about four years now and obviously we had COVID in the middle of that. Um, but it was all unreal, especially at the end, the last sort of the, the full time and everything. It was absolutely bouncing because I know it's a cliche, but it's true, you know, we've been on this podcast a few times uh, me and you pundit taking our medicine since we started yeah. after those derby yeah. defeats and there's nothing worse losing the derby and you know you got to face City fans that you know and you're just coming out of the game or you're at home and you just it ruins your weekend especially with the early kickoff so yeah there's a little bit of relief a little bit of elation and just buzzing man and like you said there it's been a little while since we um since we had the the bragging rights so yeah mm. I, was just, I was just I was just enjoying it man it was just a nice a nice afternoon hey. it was yeah it was Hey, Moy, is Mike is Mike say where is it? Mike's 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 give it Mike's let's get into it, right? We may as well start on the thing. We may as well start on the thing. Temporarily out of order. We're 
saying. Listen, you got to call face the music, yo. I'll tell you what, yeah. I like that. I've never, ever, ever, I'll tell you what, right? The worst decision ever. Yeah, I know we're gonna get into the game in a minute, but I, I, no, but I want you to talk about this. Go on. The, 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 the worst. The, so basically, that was up there the, for me. The worst decision in the derby since I've been watching it was the Vincent Cumbly sending off in the FA Cup with those because that was never, and that's always hurt me. Feel I thought he won the ball clearly. The ref just ran straight over, whipped out his red card, sent him off. I've never got over it. I, I didn't <laughs> think that could ever be topped. I did not think that could ever be topped. I mean, let's just forget the rules now and just just, just anyone do anything. I'll tell you what, an absolute shocker, to be fair. Um, but like you said, I, I, you know, it, it's one of those, isn't it? Losing a derby is not nice, but we're still we're still ahead of you in the league, so you're still not the top dogs around here. But it, it's how it goes at the minute, isn't it? Guys, have we got the top dogs? Go on, go on, Marty. No, just we will, right? We'll get to the um, we'll get to the, 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 the decision in a minute. I just want to ask you first of all, let's take it through the sort of like you know, the, the running order of the game. First That's half, but... are we breaking down games this time? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm not gonna go minute by minute, but first half, Pundit, what did you think of it in the first half? Because I thought actually, I have you know, you know what it's like, Derby City just been beat Southampton, they're gonna be up for it. Harlan's record, I know he's only barely played against us, but he got an trick last time, didn't he? You fear the worst. Yeah. And I thought the first half, United weren't perfect, but looks all right. We had a couple of chances. Yeah, bro, I'll be honest with you. Before the game, I, I, I think I put on Twitter earlier in the week, I said, I don't know what mood City are going to be coming to Old track Because we know what City are like, innit? They're like a dog yeah. with a bone sometimes and a 46. But we all know City are going to have the ball. So in my head, I'm thinking, right, are we going to be shifting from left to right? out of breath, doing doggies. Is it going to be one of them derbies, do you get me? But then the match started, bro, and I'm looking at United's structure, I'm looking at the positioning, um, positioning. I'm looking at the organisation, I'm looking at everybody knows what they're doing. I thought, do you know what? Ten Hag's on it. He's on it. Yeah. Do you get me? Because you know something, yeah, he got his tactics absolutely spot on. Now, for a Man United team, we don't know United to have a 20% possession at all and all that, do you know what I mean? But we've got to be honest with ourselves, we're facing a very good elite ball-keeping side possession-based team. So we have to do what we have to do at this moment. He did it against Liverpool and did the same thing against Arsenal. So City come along and I'm thinking, okay, do you know what? I'll accept it. Do you know what? We know where we are. We're improving. We've won, what, nine games in a row? Do you know what I mean? And then I watched the way um, United set up and I thought, I like it. First 20 minutes though, bro. I'm watching, I'm looking at Bruno and he's getting the press wrong and it's annoying me, bro. Do you get it? Because he's running to Aki but he's leaving the passing lane open to, like, to Concello because his body shape was all wrong when he was doing the pressing. So I started looking at minor details because the structure was so good. Do you get me? So I was thinking, okay, cool. Then obviously City were on the ball and they were popping it about a little bit, but they weren't going nowhere, bro. They were not penetrating. They were, they were getting towards the final third, but then nothing was happening. I forgot Harlem was playing in the first half, bro. Do you get me? So yeah. it was one of them ones, but it was good. I, I liked the way Tanag set up the team and, and, and listen, tactically, it was a tactical derby. And, and and in that first half, United had the upper hand, bro, and kept City at arm's length. So let's just... No, you didn't, you, you didn't have the upper hand, but I will agree. I will agree. <laughs> that first half was very... Ta- I, I was seeing, I was sat there thinking, like, OK, what, what's happening here? And I was watching you guys thinking very, very organised, very tactical. And I just thought we were probing, trying to work it out. And then obviously we've seen Fred basically had his head up, Kevin De Bruyne's, other side for 
come up that first half. <laughs> to be fair, he done a good job. He was, he was marching, he was following him all over the place in that first half. And I thought, right. So that whole work penetrating us, you were right. You were, you were, you were, he'd made sure he was locking off certain suppliers. And I clocked that. It happened on the other side a couple of times with Rashford as well, actually, where um, I think Akanji pulled out. And we, instead, we started playing the ball in between that gap to the fullback. And a couple of mm. times we got in there and that we didn't create anything major or anything like in the first half, but that's where I thought, right. When they press, that's where we go. And we've got the ball on the other side of there from three. I know this is all very tactical, but I found it very intriguing. No. And I don't think there was nothing in it. I don't I would say I see you had the better chances in that first half. We had most of the possession, but I weren't watching it thinking, Oh God, they're gonna they're gonna do with that. I was still confident at that point because we had a lot of the ball and we was doing all right. And obviously I was thinking we just have to be careful about that break, which you were catching us on here and there. So I agree with putting on that in proper tactical. And I think we just cancelled each other out in, in the most of part of that first half. Yeah, because United... I'm... Go on. No, go on. No, no, I was going to say, United, United were waiting, innit? Like like a leopard and a jaguar in the bush. They were just they were just waiting, saying, come on then, come on then, come on then. You're not going to go too far. If you make one mistake, we're going to be at you. And obviously, United have got pace in it. They've got Martial, they've got Rashford. Do you know what I mean? So it was one of them where, and that's what happened throughout the first half when it broke down or City made a mistake or United got hold of the ball on, on a transition, Rashford was off. And you know what City are like? They like to play a high line. So all the spaces in behind there, do you get me? Let's just be honest. It was a bit similar to what Oli was doing, but yeah. this had more organisation and more structure about it. Do you know what I mean? And I was a little bit annoyed when we had those two. There was one where Bruno went through and there's another one, I think there might have even been two, where Rashford went through. And they weren't like sitters or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination. But I thought those are the chances against City you gotta take. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. are we are we gonna regret that? Because like you say, like Mike's has said as well, you know, City had a lot more of the ball, certainly in midfield as well. But when we did break, you thought, okay, there's a chance here. And then we didn't take it, and I thought we might we might regret that. And then the second half was was completely different. The first sort of whatever it was, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the second half were, were pretty woeful from a United point of view. What did you make of it, Pundit? Yeah, well, City started confusing us because Walker kept coming into midfield and Maris, they kept doing the... It, it, City are very good at that, innit? Like, the, the outside man coming inside, the inside man going outside, all that overlapping. Roger was getting on the ball even more in the second half. In the first half, when because you know what City do, the cycle, the recycle the ball, the recycle, if it doesn't go down the left, they'll go back through the defence, they'll hit Rodri, he'll spread it out to the to the right-hand side. If that doesn't work, they'll come back to Rodri, they'll go back to the centre-back, then they'll go back out to the left side. They're probing and they're waiting for a mistake, but United didn't fall asleep. But in the second half, when, 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 when City came out, United fell asleep slightly and City got the upper hand and the movements of, of City players caused United a bit of problem because they started moving the ball quicker because the ball will always travel quicker than the man. So when you move the ball quicker, Bruno in the first half was able to get out to Concello just about to stop to stop the attack continuing. In the second half, it was a bit different. City removed, the, their movement was a lot better and United struggled and the goal was coming. It was coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it was one of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what did you make of it, Mike's? When um, it was was it folding for Grealish? You made that change. Yeah, so come on. What was what was your what was your thoughts there? Because uh, yeah, you know, so, I thought folding had been quiet, but I was a little bit surprised because obviously last time he played, he's got an actress. I, I I wasn't surprised at all. At the minute, there's a lot of um, thingy amongst City fans around. We're not creating a lot of chances. We're having a lot of the ball, and I this is this is and everyone's got their opinion on it. I seen stuff online. I seen an interesting take online today around. It's the centre-back's fault. And I thought, how are you linking the centre-backs to not creating chances? That's a bit of a strange one. But actually, 
they reckon our set arrives are not punching the ball into midfield quick enough to get things going quick. And I thought, actually, mm. there's, there's, there's some, some truth in that. So when Stones is in there, the ball gets to Rodri and Bernardo a lot quicker. Um, and I don't know if that's a Kanji. You've got to remember, Kanji's only joined us this year. It's his first season and he's doing extremely well. But at the same time, he's still getting used to how City play. So I thought, I thought that was an interesting take. But my take personally is, our, fan, our chances have dried up is because Foden is off form. He's playing absolutely dreadful at the minute. And there's no no coincidence for me that that's coincided with he was not creating a lot of chances. He was a culprit, a lot of giving away in that ball away in that first half. And to me, that was the right substitution. It yeah. Was, go on. But would you would you have started Foden or started Grealish? So I would have. So the team that Pep picked, I was delighted with. I thought, yeah, he's, he's, no one can't have any complaints about this. And, and another thing, Kinsello's been off for him. I thought he played really well yesterday. And Roderick was a different... He was the best midfielder for me on the pitch. And I don't care what anyone says. I thought Roderick was a top, top draw in that game. He was everywhere. Don't get me wrong, I thought your midfielders did all right. But when Roderick was doing his bits, I just thought it, it just felt different to me. I just felt it was, it was just class. Uh, but yeah, I would have made that... To answer your question, I would have made that change. He made it nice and early as well, which Pep sometimes gets a lot of sticks from City fans about, which I'm not really bothered. I just, when he feels it's right to bring the money in, I, I kind of wear it. But that was the right change. And for a change, that style that Grealish has, which I don't particularly give him credit for, I think it's not it's not right for us. It was exactly what we needed in that game when he started running at full-backs and causing all sorts of problems. And a lot of people, well, that's what Grealish does. That's how he plays most weak for us. But it doesn't... It, for me, it doesn't, it's not what we want. But in that game... He was perfect, and he, 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 when he came on, he, he done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pundit, what did you think of it when Grealish obviously gets his goal? Like pundits, uh, like Mike's was saying, sorry, came on, was lively, getting a lot of the ball like you expect him to do. Certainly, was more effective than Phil Foden had been for him. And then they get the goal. I mean, me when I saw that that goal, I was just so deflated. I thought, here we go. This is, you know, what yeah. I mean, I, I almost felt like the best we're going to get now is a, is a draw as soon as that went. What did you make of yeah. it when you got the goal? Well, I, I made of it like this. You see, Aaron Wambasaka, right? You see, if you go on the outside of him, he's, he's tackling on his strong foot, which is his right foot. So you can't get past him. Sterling, he's tried it for years, can't do it. But Foden, yeah, in the, in the past few derbies, has done him because he comes inside on Aaron Wambasaka's weak foot. So when you look at Grealish, when Grealish comes on, he's taking the ball on his right foot and wants to come inside which is Wambasaka's weak foot. So for the balance, compared to Foden, so for the balance of City's team, it made sense and it was better for Grealish because when Grealish come on, he was getting the ball, he was trying to probe, he was trying to run in 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 field and that caused United a, a few problems, you know what I mean? And United didn't sort it out and they didn't get to grips with it, but KDB, and this is the thing about top-level football, you just need a moment in it. So Fred had KDB in his pocket for most of that match, but the one moment he didn't and the one moment KDB got the better of him turned into a goal. And that's top level. We see Messi do at the World Cup. He didn't get the better of Fred. That, it was Casemiro, wasn't it? It was Casemiro doing it. Yeah, it was, was it Casemiro? He left, he left, he left Fred. It was Casemiro. If you look at him, the light, it was because I've watched the goal a couple of times, obviously, because it's a game you can't really tell it properly. But yeah, yeah he got, um, he managed to, get, and it was a, it was a lovely ball from, uh, from KDB, to be fair, yeah. as well, from De Bruyne. And it was really, really frustrating from United point of view, the way Grealish is just 
yeah, he's just able to hammer it home. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So we got, you got, you got, you got a, a great cross, and Grealish is doing what he's supposed to do at the back post because early one in the season and last season he probably would have been languishing on on the on the edge of the box, but not this time. He was in the six yard box, got his head onto it, and at that point, United fans could feel the momentum anyway from City. Do you know what I mean? So it was all so it was all about United. Now, what do we do now? Because we've been defending, we've been chasing the ball a little bit early in the second half. Do we continue to do that and leave City with the ball, or do we go and press and pressure and try and win the ball back? But then we, obviously we got a goal, didn't we? Do you get me? <laughs> let's let's get into that then, because the obviously you know you know Bruno Fernandez scores. We were talking just before we came on there, and I said I was sort of where I am in the in the in the ground. I'm opposite. Like the linesman, basically. So I thought, yeah. right, Rashford's offside, it's no goal. But then mm. I seen Bruno running, so I'm thinking, ah, is this going to be something different? Because did Rashford and everyone say next to me, like, nah, Rashford didn't touch it, you know? So we, there's a goal here, and we got the goal given. I was, I celebrated the goal being given more than the actual, the actual goal. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the the sort of the controversy, the meltdown, the reaction, whatever you want to call it, has been pretty biblical. Mike's. Go on, bro. I'm sure you've got some thoughts on it. What did you make of it? I'm interested to hear your actual take. Do you think yeah. that should have stood? This is the thing, right? Just answer the question. Do, do I think it should have stood? Yes. But I'll, I'll explain before you jump down the front and go, right, because I think the law is wrong. Yeah? I think the law <laughs> is wrong. Yeah, hear me out. Because the law yes, says... <laughs> This is true. This is what I believe. I believe the law is wrong that you're saying if a player's not touched the ball or he's not, he can't be interfering or it's open to interpretation because I think he is distracting Edison. I do. I think, I, and I saw Akanji's interview after the game and he said, I was playing the offside. I right. played Rashford sorry, offside. Sorry, before you right? start talking about Akanji, tell me what the law is. It's if you're interfering, if someone's interfering with play, they're offside, yeah? Now, Stuart Atwell, the referee, has looked at it and he's gone, Marcus Rashford's not interfering, Yeah. Because if that's that's the law, right? If he's not touching the ball or he's not blocking, no, 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 blocking no, no, someone, no. that's it the interpretation. It, it doesn't say if he's not touching the ball. You said the law's wrong. I don't think yeah. the law's pretty clear. To be fair, what well, what is the law then? Go on. The the, the law is as you said. If the the player in yeah. affects another player's um, involvement in that play, then he's deemed offside. No, it says it's not. It's, it's It interferes with the movement of the opponent. And that's why it's open right? to interpretation. Is that not what I just said? Because I, that, that's the thing, right? Everyone's on about this. Akanji's, like, blocked off. I don't think he is. Because he slows down. Well, can, he plays well, the offside. Well, well, can Akanji see the ball, the line of the ball, when, when Marcus Rashford... Akanji, uh, no, Akanji's played an offside trap, right? For I Rashford, know, that's yeah? Question. Can Akanji physically look straight at the ball when Marcus Rashford's stood in front of him? For what? For what, at what point? In what point I in the, in the passage of play? Right at what point? No. In, 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 yeah. At what point in the play are you talking about here, though? When the ball gets played behind a kanji, a kanji turns. Yeah. He's seeing Marcus Rashford, the back of Marcus yeah. Rashford's shirt. The ball yeah. is in front of Marcus Rashford. Yeah. How is that not? In, how is that not being involved in the play? He's blocking my man's sight to the ball. But he's out. Of the, he's he's not going to get to Bruno. He's got no That's chance of getting load. to Bruno. I, disagree, I completely I've, I've watched this, right? And Akanji is not sprinting. He's And he even said after the game, I played the offside trap for Marcus Rashford. That's what right, he said. So, so you're just answering the... So how can Marcus but, Rashford... But, Ma but, but Marcus Rashford isn't the issue. Bruno's the issue. No. Oh, my God. That's the thing. I think... That's the thing. No disrespect. I think the only people that don't think this is offside are people that don't really... 
play football. Ah. That, that's that's not the, that's not the thing, though, is it? Because did you watch? You the, was you at the game? Marcus, was you, was you at the game? Marcus Rashford. You can't. Was you at the game? Was you at the game? We're at the game. Did you watch it on BT? I've seen the footage. <laughs> on BT, they analysed it with referees who said it was a goal that should have stood. The nonsense. I don't care what anyone. But that's said. referees. The other, that's the other thing as well. Is that's, that's their the experts, thing, though. The other thing as well is the whole Bruno argument. Yeah. As the ball is played. Kyle Walker is in front of Bruno. And he slows down, doesn't he? So if Marcus Rashford's not there, nobody's telling me Kyle Walker with a yard head start ahead of Bruno is not getting there first. The whole thing, the shambles, to be fair, that's your point, that's your point. That's, I look first that's, that's what I'm saying though, right? I understand that. I think Marcus Rashford affects that play because I think Edison goes to stop Marcus Rashford from shooting. So then he's offside then. But, but that's not the letter of the law was followed that's the point. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not, affects the plea. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It now says, you know what it says yeah. movement interferes, and that's the thing because it's open to interpretation. It, it's not like you're saying like you're saying basically Stuart Atwell didn't follow the rules, and he did. But the rules are that's my point. He did follow the rules. Stuart Atwell didn't break any rules. He did what the rules were, but those rules don't make sense. That's my point. Do you know what it, you know what it is? Yeah, it comes down to I the point. I guarantee you now, right? I guarantee you now. When the Pogmol or whoever it is come out, they won't say we got this wrong. I guarantee you they, they won't. Do even when they do. Even the Rodri, well, we had one for Rodri against Phil last year for me. That, we, that you know, like, but... I, I, I admit, yeah, I think Marcus Rashford is interfering. I do, in terms of the view of Edison and the way we, Edison reacts, Edison shifts his weight to block Marcus Rashford shooting. So I get that. But I think the way that the law is, you can get away with that because that's what we've done. And I don't think we've broken yeah, so, the so, so, so That's my point. So my, my so point is, so to the letter of the law, yes, it should have stood, but no, I think no, the law's wrong. Oh no, no, this is where you that this is where I disagree. You're, how can it should have stood if it's open to interpretation, as you just said? And I asked you, do you think it was offside? And you've gone yes, and then started. According to the law. rules, though, it's not offside, is it? That's what is I mean. It open to interpretation. Do you, you remember when City had that game against Villa? Was it against Villa? Yeah, I'll tell where, you, there's an even worse one. Not even an even worse one. We played when Newcastle. He said, no. Well, he said, didn't they? Newcastle a few years ago, yeah? And right. I think Czech Toyote smacked the ball from about Bloody hell. 30 yards out. And he went in the top yeah. corner. And someone was stood next to Joe, but not really in his line of sight. And he went in the top corner and everyone was going mad. And I personally yeah. think that probably should have stood because he was not interfering. He was stood to the right of Joe Hart. But at the same time, Joe Hart looked at him. So what, well, that's what I'm like, saying. That's the same as Edison, though. That's exactly the same. So how, so it was called offside, that though. But you just said he's not interfering. You just said he's not yeah, interfering. Yeah, but you're saying <laughs> it was, the referee was right because of the letter. And I'm trying to say to you, but, you can't but say everyone the followed the law because he, he Because every... Every expert, refereeing expert, not Michael Richards, or not just players who are going in my day, that wasn't... Uh, 
The set, according to the law, right, right. that's well, right. I'll end that right now. That's, head, that's my point. Keith Hackett's on Twitter right now. But yeah, and what's he said? What's he said? What's he said? He said the law is an ass. Anyway, he said the law is wrong. We'll be here all night. No, Keith Hackett, because you're quoting now, you're quoting someone who said the law is wrong, which is exactly what I've just said. I've just said that. The law so basically, wrong. so basically, so basically, United got lucky in it. Basically, yeah. Course, like, and what happened? Course, if he'd have give that, he could have like Stuart Atwell could have give that offside, right? And I probably would have gone right. Okay, I get it. Fair enough. Yeah, I would have because let, because the I truth is, done. yeah. But the truth yeah. is, yeah, Rashford was interfering with play. But I get that. But, but this is this the is point the I'm thing. making. Where this, this is the, the point. The, the like, law so is saying that if he's not blocked someone or whatever, but he has blocked someone though. What, what yeah, Rashford's, affected, Rashford's, have, Rashford's affected, yeah, that whole five-second move from once the ball got played behind City's back line because Akanji stepped up to catch Rashford offside. So I, it's, I, so, so, I agree with you, but I'm saying right. according to the letter of the law, the goal should stand. It's the law that's wrong. Keith Hackett, you just quoted, literally said right. the law is an ass. He's saying yeah, the, law's the law is wrong, is, which is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, yeah, saying yeah, the law, yeah, the law is... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, That's the law is saying. a bit shifty. Yeah, the law is a bit shifty. And but I'm at the same time, I don't if, agree if, with it. I don't agree. Yeah, but if we take it in real time, take it in real time. It's allowed to stand. Yeah, but if we take it in real time, yeah, right. Most yeah. offsides like that are getting called offside. Yeah. It's just that this referee right. has decided, yeah, to to let it go on, check with whoever he's checking with, yeah, and it's come through. All right, it's cool. But another United fan is happy about that, but every City fan isn't happy about it. But if it was the other way around, you get me? It the same. The point that Keith so Hackett you, made, yeah. The point that Keith Hackett made, yeah. Outside. The point that Keith Hackett made is the law is wrong, and I agree with that. It I shouldn't be subjective. You don't. I'm, I think you're saying the wrong. You think the Stuart Atwell's got it wrong. You think he's interpreted the law wrong. Yeah, I think yes, because that's what that's the difference. You see, you thinking you're saying the law's right. Stuart Atwell's got it wrong. Yeah. I think the law's wrong, and Stuart Atwell's got it right. Or no, he's no, interpreted no, in a way no, that's acceptable. No, right, I get what you're saying, but what do you know what I mean? Seen, I'm not I saying that I don't saying, think Marcus Rashford interfered. I do. Seen, what Keith Hackett's saying and what the other guys yeah. that are saying, they're basically saying the law has allowed Keith um, Atwell. Uh, to Stuart Atwell. Owning, I, I agree. I agree with that. See, I agree, and that's yeah. wrong. That's where it is wrong because for me, it's ludicrous, right? I'm not going to come on here and say that Marcus Rashford doesn't affect that because Edison is literally trying to get there. To, to stop Marcus from having a shot. So he's, his whole body position is based on Marcus Rashford. So of course Marcus Rashford is affecting it. My point was, I thought the law was wrong because he's, the, according to the law, it's Stuart Atwell's interpretation and that's okay. That's my that's my thing. It's like... Well, that, well, that's the thing, isn't it? The law pretty much says that if you affect the player, all three of us have said Rashford is affected so how... So to me, that's why I think he's got it wrong. If we're all agreeing that he's affected... Like, in the first half of that game... Phil Foden got flagged offside and blown before he even got anywhere near the ball. So that whole, I think my issue as well was, I think that joker of Peter Walton said, yeah, it's a goal because he never touched it. I've gone... And listen, listen, well, let me just... Not right, just, just right, I'm not Peter Walton's biggest fan by any stretch of imagination. Like, I'm not going to say like, oh, he's, he's the, the, the oracle. He does my head in. But he was, he was talking about, what is it? He said laws, not... He, he was saying laws, not rules. So he was explaining how that goal was given and why it's it's deemed not interfering. And I think that's wrong. I get you. I do. But according to the law, it's acceptable. That's my point. 
I don't think you'll see Stuart Atwell relegated or took off games. I don't think Podgemo will go, he got it wrong. I think he'll say he got it right. And I don't think that is the case. As well, I don't think that should be the case, sorry. We're hearing he didn't consult with VAR, which I think is bonkers because I thought every single goal checked by E, you only consult with the line. If you know, he didn't do that thing with his hands. He just pointed, he asked the line yeah, 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 yeah. and then just cracked on yeah. and just cracked on with it. And then, yeah, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I could yeah it's a it. funny one because it's all subjective, isn't it? Like, it's one that's, of them where the, the best... thing, and, and I think you need to take that out of it. I think because you're into Cloud Cuckoo Land if you're saying to me, you you know, Mike's was saying there, he saw Joe out look at Czech Teoti or whatever it was, sorry. But that's I, I'm taking that's on the telly, and you've seen a replay to see that. Yeah. yeah. To see like what well, well, like in a game situation, you can't say, oh, maybe he's looking at that. Maybe he's looking at that. Yes, he's flipping. He's, he's got he's got no no. That's no. It's too too subjective though. It's it should be. That's what I'm saying. Used to take five minutes. That's what. That's what I'm saying. It's too. You need to go to the. It's too subjective to say to the ref to go. Oh yeah, I can think he was looking or he wasn't. That's that. I understand. Yeah. I think my issue with that is I never wanted VIA pundit notes. I do not like VIA. I never wanted it. Nah, but I'm at not the same time, if it's there and there's a big decision to be made, I yeah. think you've got to use all those tools at your discretion and come to the decision. To me, the fact that he never went there was a cop out because he would have had a decision to make. And this debate would have, and if you went, if you went to it and still went, mm, I've seen three angles. I don't think he's in the line of sight or effective play. Yeah, people would have been asking him. So, what constitutes affecting play? Because he you know what? I think he's a terrible ref. I don't think he had a good game. Yeah, anyway. you know what? Yeah, because do you know what makes it worse? The ball was actually played for Rashford, didn't it? Yeah. So when you when yeah. because the ball's played, you're right. So if Rashford was on the other side of the pitch and made that run, and the ball was nowhere near him, I could hear it a bit more. Because at first I was like, "Yo, that's a goal! It's a flipping goal!" Do you get that? So I, I was, was thinking, the, I was the opposite. I was the opposite. Yeah. I didn't celebrate yeah. the goal. Right, I right. I, get so I looked. I looked ahead because I was in line and I was having a go at Rashford for being so far offside. I'm like, right, five yards offside, right? So yeah. when that goal went in, it's a Derby Day equaliser. I, I didn't even clap. I didn't even cheer. I didn't even go. I thought, I'm not getting done here. I can see the flag. I said, to, like, people were going crazy, but not quite. A lot of people saw it. I was like, he's offside. He's well offside. I was like, criticising him. He shouldn't be that far offside, you know what I mean? He's got a time, he's run better and all that. And then someone's like, nah, but look at Bruno. And then you think, ah, okay. So it wasn't until, at the time I just thought, okay, that must be it. Then I get home and I see all this like on the Twitter and everyone having a meltdown and everyone like, all oh, these some people saying this, some people saying that. And I think it might be one of those situations where, was it the, this is what I was, I know you mentioned the Newcastle game, I think you mentioned, Max. Was it the Villa game last season where there was some sort of offside? Yeah, probably come back from an offside yeah. position. Yeah. And it was like people went, nah, but that's not that's that shouldn't be given. And I think you might end up with that now, where they go, we need to be clearer, let make it less subjective, and just go. If someone is offside and they're through on goal, it's offside. If they just leave the ball and don't touch it, that's still offside because you're gonna have this again, and you're gonna have people going, well, United got it Old Trafford, and then other people going, well, they shouldn't have got it Old Trafford. So I think yeah, so I think there's an argument. I think there's an argument for each, Let's for each side on, on the law and of the fact that right he was offside and he was interfering. Listen, with I'm, players, I'm, like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not sitting here saying we didn't get away with one. Hundred percent. Yeah. I was. Nah, like, United, I thought, United, United I got lucky. I thought it was offside. Well, I, was offside like, bro, I didn't even celebrate until it was given. Bro, bro, I, I'm I'm sorry. I've got the law up here. It's one of the lines. <laughs> one of the lines in there we've seen obstructing an opponent's line of vision. 
He was obstructing a Kanji's line of vision of the ball. He's got, yeah, he he's got it wrong. Yeah. But is that yeah, okay. is, is Kanji not out of the game now? I was no. more thinking because the Kanji's played the, the offside. At, the point, at that point, I'm talking about is closer to the ball than Bruno. Because yeah. Kanji said after the game, I played the offside against Rakus Rashford, right? And I don't think a Kanji, if you watch that passage of play, I don't think a Kanji's like busting a gut to get to the ball because he's played the offside. Marcus Rashford interfering with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Rashford interfered with him. Because obviously, Akanji thought, well, I'm going to slow down here. He's going to run offside. We're going to get the free kick and play's going to carry on. But it didn't happen. And then obviously, Bruno's popped up and just slotted the ball home. It's like well, going if mad. If you're, like, playing, if you're playing offside, right? If you're playing offside to someone, though, and they don't receive the ball. So you're saying, if you're playing offside to someone and they don't receive the ball, that should always be offside. I'm saying that what happened in the derby where the ball's pretty much rolled under Marcus Rashford's foot. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't. No, I can't even debate this with anyone, really. I've seen contentious ones. Like you say, if he's coming from the other side of the pitch, to me personally, I don't care what any pro says, the ball's practically been played to him, rolled right next to his foot. He slowed down like he was about to take the shot. Obviously, he didn't make the shot action. And then he, I think Bruno gave him a shot. And Bruno's just gone and just gone, bang. Marcus Rashford's involved in that play. Every sense of the word. Bruno had to put, push, push him out the way to get the shot off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But what happened after that goal, though, Mike? Because you still, if even though the goal went in, it was one all, though. So, yeah. so, so, what happened after that? You're right. But when you've been done, such a big decision, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I hear this, right? Do you, do you, <laughs> right? I don't know if you're joking, right? But I've heard this a lot. I've got a few City fan friends, and they're saying that decision was so shocking and wrong, and all this that they're not even they're not even critical of what went on after it because they feel like. That sort of not the wind out of City sails. It gave United a way back into the, the the game and all that. But do you see it that way, Max? Honestly, like because um, there was seventy minutes left. You I, like you just said in that second half up to that goal, and I'm not going to pretend you've had much more of the ball, much more possession, much yeah. better opportunities, and then that's happened. And then for the last seventy minutes, United and Ganacho in particular just got at you, and it looked like City, especially for the second goal, kind of went to sleep a little bit. Yeah, I, I I I do think it affected us, but not in a in a way where we didn't we didn't we didn't concentrate or focus or anything. Um, but I think it was a bit weird after that goal, and then obviously you got the the, the second goal um, as well. But yeah, I, I I'm just happy we're all in agreement that shouldn't have stood, and the best team <laughs> lost. We're still above you in the league. And uh, nah, 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 nah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, hold on. I was saying, saying to Pundit, right, I would rather have won like this than won comfortably. With a yeah, but Marty, no. Marty, check it, yeah. Mike, this is better. Are you, are, you, are you the champions or not? Are you the champions right now or not, Mike? <laughs> you tell me, Pundit, you know. Right, you're the champions. Did you behave like champions in the last 17 minutes of that match? Yes or no? I'll tell you what happened in the last uh, last 17 minutes of that match. <laughs> yeah, the referee... No. No, no. Nah, nah, nah. You just be, you didn't behave like champions. You didn't behave like champions, yeah. And it was all about momentum, innit? And you let United, yeah, grab that momentum and run with it. And that old Trafford, bro, facing the Stretford then, you cannot let Manchester United get momentum because you will get beat. And that's exactly what happened, innit? Ganacho, come on, impact, fearlessness, pace. You get me? And City would try to push on. We can't do it Old Trafford once, 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 more. Once that wind sail's gone and, it, and, and it's for United, it's, yo, it's a wrap, innit? Do you get me? And obviously, the whole crowd and the stadium looked like and sounded like, it, do you know what I mean? Everyone was behind the force of the, the, like, the power of that goal. 
going in and Ganacho come on, twisted up Aki. Yeah, I don't know what Aki was doing, but he got twisted up. Yeah, left foot across the six yard box. Marcus was in acres of land. He was in acres of land, bro. You get me? Like, what was a kanji doing? The ball hit him in the face. Next minute, he's ball watching. The ball comes across and Rashford's there to tuck it in, bro. And from that from that moment onwards, from when that first goal went in, there was only going to be one, one winner. City are good when they're on it like that. You get me? But it's a different thing. Even Pep said in his interview, yeah, we know where we are. We know we know where we played, you get me? So it's one of them, in it? Like, I, if I was you, I'd be disappointed, bro. Do you get me? I'd be very disappointed. Because at that point, when that goal went in, using full control of the match, and as champions, you let it slip. Do you get me? And there's no getting, there's no getting away with that. And United showed resilience and they showed character and they showed fearlessness. Do you know what I mean? They put all that together and they, and they ended up leaving that derby match with three points and ten odds on a roll, in it? So it's is what it is, isn't it? United fans are happy and City fans are not. And I get why City fans are not happy with that goal because, like I said, if it was United and it took away round, I'd be vexed as well. So I get it. Do you get oh. me? And he, and he was. You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you, Max, oh, genuinely, like, are you okay with, like, the performance of the players and everything, like, yesterday? Do you feel like that it was um, literally the ref? The ref is the reason that you lost and the the players didn't played well enough or do you still feel a little bit like I think I think we played especially well. that last 20 they could have done a bit more. I, I, I think we I think we did enough to, to win the game. I think we that's the best we've played in the last few games by the FA Cup to be honest with you. We we like to say we was in control of the game. We could have created a few more chances. I think that's the weird thing we're not creating a lot for Haaland. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You weren't in control of the game. Because there's two parts of the game on the ball on the ball, you had control. Off the ball, United were in control. No, no. That's why. That's why. That's why United were able to keep his arms length. United had very much control of that game. But what it is, you had a twenty-five minute spell, twenty-minute spell in the second half where United lost their way a little bit, and you had United rattled and all that. Do you get me? But you weren't. Oh, I won't say you were in control. Twenty minutes. That's the twenty minutes I remember. Um, yeah, but the games. The game's ninety-five minutes though. Yeah, you won the game. Just take you take your your one moment of glory and have it. We <laughs> you one moment of glory. We, 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 we control it. Yes, it's become this has become your cup final. Let's have it right. <laughs> no, I don't cheeky. I'm not having so that. I do you know what? I, I, like I say, I'm not really big on as big on Twitter as you guys and that. I tell you what, Jay Motty was filling the timeline. Oh, oh, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Are you mad? Are you mad? I'm not even trying. Is I'm not even finished. I've been going all day today as well. You're right. I'm filling that timeline, lad. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> hey, I'm making it. I've done three videos on it already. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. I'm making the most of it. Hey, Marty, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a I make no apologies for milking this one. I am telling yeah. you now. I have been absolutely wrapped up in this result. Since, hey, but listen. Final whistle. I was on before yeah, but the listen, link. Yeah, but listen, yeah, we've got a shout out to Ganacho, you know, because you know what? 18-year-old kid, yeah, he's, he, keeps, he keeps coming onto that football pitch, yeah, and making an impact, whether it's an assist, whether it's a goal, whether it's just running at people and causing havoc, you know. Shout out Ganacho, man, because you know what? It's not easy for a kid to come into, into a United right. team. I know, do you know what I mean, bro? I wanted to ask you something, Pundit. There was Go a on, little then. moment in there where I fought you on Saturday where? afternoon. Aaron Wan Bissaka turning into Harvey Barnes. Hey, bro, I screamed my heart out. I thought, what? Wan Bissaka? Yo, I seen him doing razzle dazzle. Hey, listen, I seen him get the ball and I thought, he's I mean, massive. 
I seen Rodri dive into fresh air and all that. I seen Rodri eat, you know, eating you know what, funny? I see, you know what's funny when he did it? He, he did it just yeah. after uh, Cancelo met Casemiro. Did you see that? Yeah. He met nah. him. He, he set him flying. He met him and then he went to... And he, he done like a little... It was an orthodox, that little bit of a dribble, wasn't it? it, was, it was, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's an orthodox. Nah, listen, but I tell you what. I tell you what, I still sell him for 15 million tomorrow, though. I, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still sell him tomorrow. But you know what? That better skill, hey. Yeah, not bro. The corner now, pundit. Not hey. turn the corner, hey. I didn't see a decent cross. I need to see crosses, mate. Do you get me across that six-yard box? But you know, something. I will give him props, though. It was this type of game, innit? United were kind of like defending. That, this is what Wambasaka does. He's good at defending. Do you get me? But if United are on the front foot with ninety-five percent possession, seventy-five percent possession, this is where we struggle. But when United have got twenty-nine percent, twenty-nine percent United had yesterday. Against against wow. City, then boy, it suits it suits Wambasaka's game. And do you know what? Props to him. He's come back into the team. He's been a bit stable, but I need more from my fullbacks. To be honest with you, do you get me? But it is what it is. It's a good win, isn't it? Do you know? What I'm, hey, big up Luke Shaw as well. Left centre back didn't have a problem. Haaland, where is it? What happened, Mike? I I thought I thought he would have pulled on Shaw. What happened? To be fair, like went... I, said, I thought in that first half, our front, uh, I can't really include Haaland because it, it's more supply line. We're, we're, we're at it, we're at it all the way, the way, let's say, we're at it, but we just kept, as you, as, as Monty pointed out before, we were just knocking around the field, and Foden was really poor, giving the ball away. Mahrez weren't creating much. Um, so, yeah, it was just quiet there at the office. Still top goals in Still top can I, can, I give, can I give praise to one City player? Go on. I never, I never thought I'd ever say this out loud, especially not on the podcast. Calvin Phillips deserves a little round of applause, you know. He was getting pelters off the United fans and he was laughing his head off. And it was a good little <laughs> laugh that we were having with him in the corner yeah. when he was warming up. He took it in. He was, he was pretty good-natured. Uh, well, he knocked us out for the lads and all that. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Pet said he was overweight, didn't he? So everyone was yeah. like giving him a bit of grief about his weight and then saying, get your knockers out for the lads and all that. Hey, Mike. Hey, he, he kept warming up in front of us and laughing and that. It was all right, man. It was no, there was no maliciousness there. Hey, listen, seeing as you lost the derby, Mike, you might want to jet away. So let me just give you a heads up One of our from one of our great sponsors. Um, Falcona Private Jets is a charter broker company based at Manchester Airport. Falcona specialises in private jet charter flights around Europe. Whether it's for business or pleasure, Falcona Private Jets will source a modern aircraft from their professional marketplace to sort your travel arrangements and needs. For a quote, you can visit their website at www.falconaprivatejets.com or call 0161 436 Mike, have you got a pen? Take this number down, innit? 0161 436 you get me? That is what it is. People, go check them out. Falcona Private Jets. You want to get away. Someone's doing your wedding. You want a bit of sunshine. You want to travel around Europe for a weekend trip away or whatever. Get on it now. Start planning, innit? Falcona Private Jets. But yeah, Motty, what a go on, man. Ten hards turned it around. <laughs> He has, he has, and you know, you've mentioned players there, Luke Shaw, um, Aaron Wambasaka, even Marcus to a lesser degree. Last season looks off the pace. This season, Marcus is on fire. Luke Shaw rejuvenated, even playing at centre back, which is a bit of a new one for him. Um, and he's getting a tune out of almost everyone. And not to mention the fact that his signings have settled in. I mean, you've got to give credit to Tanag because under Ralph Ragnick, it was as low as I felt as a United fan. It was just everything was going wrong. And I was worried. I really was. I thought, you know, Sanag might come in and struggle with this team. I rated him as a manager, but I thought it might take him a little while. And because these owners are trigger happy, he might not get the time he needs. 
the first couple of games, you fear the worst. And that Liverpool game, I think that was seminal because I think to win that, to show what he was about, and to show the players were up for it, it mattered. And yeah, he's, he's getting all the big calls right. Even like the, the Ronaldo one, which was controversial, seems to have been spot on. So yeah, I've been very happy with him. And hopefully, it, you know, we can keep up this run and this momentum. And Mike's is saying there about the cup final. It's our cup final against City. We need a trophy, man. We need a cup final. We need to win something. And the the, the opportunity is there in the Carabao Cup now. So hopefully we can win something because that's the next thing, isn't it, for him is to, to get a bit of silverware. Yeah. Well, you used to have heard me go on about age, how age is important in, in regards to footballers. And I used to talk about United, um, Liverpool and City having a good age age range of players between 25 and 32. It's no surprise he's bought Martinez, who's 25 in a, in a couple of days. He bought Casemiro, 30. Bought Ericsson, 30. He just bought Wegos, 30. Do you get me? These are experienced guys, been around the block, know, know the game inside out. And when you're building a team to get to, to like, take from one stage to another, yeah, you need to have that vital experience. And he's got that right through his spine. How old's De Gea? How old's Varane? Do you know what I mean? He's got Martinez next to him, Casemiro, else the whole spine of the team is 25 and over. Martial's unreliable. I've been done with Martial from ages ago, but I've got to give props to Tanag. Do you know what I mean? Because he's seen what's needed. How old's Rashford now? 25. 25, yeah. Right? And you get me? What's, what's happening? Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's like a beast now. Do you get me? So... He's come, he's come to that. And what, yeah, and what I read, what I read about Tanag, he, he's, he's instilled discipline, standards. And when you've got discipline and standards, you get better application from players. Players know where to stand. And that, and all United fans know they've been needed a guy to lead the ship. Ollie was soft. Ralph was temporary. Do you get me? Jose wasn't even suited to United, really, even though he knows how to win trophies. But this guy, he's not won anything yet. He's still got a lot to prove. But what he has done, he's set his stall out. Even with Ronaldo's ego, he had to deal with that. He dealt with it. He's the alpha male. Do you understand me? And that's what everybody knows now, from Ganacho, the 18-year-old kid, to Ronaldo, the 38-year-old world, one of the greatest world players of all time. So United are in a good place, man. And, 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 and it is what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on at City, though. Mike, because I heard Gundogan's comments the other day still. What happened there? Yeah. About the yeah, hunger just, and desire? Come on, what, yeah? Give yeah. No, yeah, because I, I was just looking up there about um, Gundogan sort of having a dig at the team, saying they're lacking uh, hunger and desire, like you pointed out there, which, you know, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as, you know what, there's nothing wrong with a senior player saying something like that, and other, other people may argue, you know, why is he saying that publicly? What do you make of it, Mike's? Been here before, Um I've always said, I think I said to you guys um, at the start of this year on the pod when you said, do I think we'll win it? I've gone, I'm not that confident because to win it three years in a row is only, obviously, Alex Ferguson's done that in as far as I can Who? remember. Who's that? So when we, um, so I, I, thought <laughs> us, I thought it'd be difficult for us to keep that up anyway. So I've always been nervous. And to be fair, our performance across the year, but so I, I think he's right. Um, I think he's right, but we always have points in season, usually anyway, especially when it's close, um, where someone pops up pops up and says, oh, we need to get ourselves together and it's not right. Even Pep's comments, I've seen a lot of um, comments about Pep's comments around him saying he's throwing in the towel. Mancini did it. Pep's done it before. I remember Mancini did it when we were doing that. In our first year title, he turned around. When Arsenal beat us 1-0, and Arteta scored that goal, it, he's gone without the title, which we can't win it. And then we all know what happened there. Um, Sergio Aguero last year, the season, the greatest moment in football history. <laughs> so, it, 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 it's one of those, isn't it? I think, I, I don't mind it, me. Um, sometimes it's the same what, what the other fans, a lot of fans are thinking anyway. So, but yeah, I think, it, I, I do think it's going to be tough for us all for the remainder of this year. Under no illusion, I've always thought. Yeah, but hold on a sec, though. But who, so who would, 
like in a way what you're basically seeing is City like for, to win it three times in a row yeah it takes a lot and it does a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hunger and desire to be able to do that but who would you bring out the team like because you, your best players if you look at it what KDB you're going to take KDB out because he's been there for the past three years so, so it's not about so it's not so it's not it's less about getting guys out of the team and that it's a way of Pep which he's been great at finding a way to get the mentality of listen we need to win this um, at all costs, and that's why I was when you asked me when you asked me to think before about the performance. I thought our performance was more focused than recently yesterday, apart from obviously after that call. But I thought our performance was more focused and reasoning. And like I said, we was in that game, kind of we was like, okay, so these guys are cutting down the spaces, trying to work out what you were going to do. Nobody was trying to take anything for granted early doors in that game, and that and. Thursday's a big game for us, Spurs. But, bro, you've had one shot on target in the last 180 yeah. minutes. What's that about, though? Because for City, that's unusual, that. Again, I just feel like Foden being off form, and like, as you pointed out before, sometimes we're starting games and not playing in that quick, snappy way. Um, it's limiting the, the chances we're creating up top. But I, I'm not overly worried, you know. We, we we have these spells. We do have these spells in a season. We do. We've had spells where we've even the possession has dropped quite low, and then we get it together. I think my worry is, I knew back then we had a a company or a Fernandino in the dressing room, who was going to start it out. And I, I I don't this dressing room. I don't know who that person is. I'm being told it, it's definitely it's um it's Diaz, um and Kadogan. Now they're those guys that are kind of the voices in the dressing room and that. Had a pull in the same clout. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you make just on the folding thing, Max? Because it seemed was am I right in thinking he, he's not played a lot as he since the post the World Cup? Like I think Grealish was getting was starting ahead of him and then obviously came in. Was it the Chelsea game he started and obviously the derby started? Is that a case of is it do you think he's been dropped because he's he's fallen off the pace a little bit, or do you think he's suffered because he's not been playing regularly? Because some players play better if you just keep playing them. So I, I agree with that. I think sometimes you just need to play players into form, but we've got the problem with us. We, it's not that weak behind him for us to be able to give him seven games in a row. Uh, I would. But I think before he went to the World Cup, he was absolutely flying, scoring goals, this left, right, centre, assisting. And then during, for me, during the World Cup, I've done, I, I always feel this when he goes to play for England. He looks out of place, and I don't know why. Because they put him in a similar position, but he just looks out of place. Um, and then since he's come back, he's just his form's been poor. And I feel, yeah, I feel uh, for me, I think Pep's got Project Grealish to work anyway. So that's always going to be where Pep can get Grealish involved. I think he will. Um, you know what yeah. it is, though, with Foden? I think it's normal. But people forget, you know, Foden's only 22. He's not 27. Yeah. He's still yeah. a young boy, really. You get the same age as Sancho. They're all young, innit? So, He's yeah. going to have a point where he's going to have a dip. He's going to be out of form. He's not going to look himself. And then for the challenge for him is to come back, back, bounce back from that. Do you get me? So I feel like what he's going through now, I don't know if anything's happened behind the scenes with Pep or whatever, but I feel like he, he's going to need a bit of time to find his feet again. And then we'll see the same folding again. And when the, the point about England that you've just made, I agree with you, but I think because England played total, you see with City, Bolden picking up that ball in certain spaces of the field regularly. He's got regular runners. 
He's got inverted fullbacks. He's got all sorts of stuff going on with City, in it, which t- enables him to do what Foden can do at City. I mean, at England, it's a whole different setup and a whole different. He's playing with guys like Mason Mount and that. Do you know what I mean? You're not you're not going to get a change out of that. So it's it's different in it. So I feel like with England and plus the manager doesn't have full belief in him. So when you've got a whole different setup, the manager's not believing in you. You're going to look a bit out 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 of sorts as as to say. Do you get me? And it's up to him to apply it there, but. That might take a bit longer than what it probably does, but yeah, for Foden, I don't know. He's looked a bit off in it for real, and I don't know, man. He just has to find his feet again in it. And I guess over a period of time, his talent isn't going to go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Overnight. I, so I, I, I don't know. I think the the Spurs game might be ideal for him. To be honest with you, I saw Spurs against Arsenal, and they were horrific. Um, yeah. And I think that you know City will fancy that one. Like you say, City lost two on the spin. They're not going to lose three on the spin. That's just unheard of. So I think Matt, Matt, that could be the ideal opportunity for him to get sort of his mojo back. Um, one thing I want to just ask you quickly, Pundit, on United. Mm. Val, 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 however you pronounce it, I've been told about 10 different ways. It's the sound of the police. The six foot, six inch uh, Dutch genius. He's joined yeah. United on loan from Burnley to the end of the yeah. season. There's a, there's a sentence you don't say very often. Um, what yeah. do you think he's going to bring to this United team? Well, first of all, I think it's a profile signing. And what I mean by that, I think he's he's been bought as a Pacific type. So they've got their database and they were the types in. What, what, what are we lacking? We're lacking height. We're lacking presence. Up top, we're lacking a bit of character. We're lacking a bit of reliability. We're lacking a 25 to 32-year-old guy who knows how to score goals on a regular basis. So they probably tapped all that into the database and we're well, Weggers, three million on loan. He co- he's, he costs less than Medbury. And Medbury was 16 from Monaco. Do you get what I mean? So when you look at it and you look all, all around, you think, okay, you know what? Yeah, this isn't a name that no United fan had on, on, on the on the tip of their tongue. So this is why I like Ten Hag, because he, he knows what he wants. It doesn't matter about the name. Because when Hallow was at West Ham, he was a flop. But then Ten Hag bought him for Ajax, he was a goal machine even in the Champions League, because he wants a Pacific profile for a Pacific system. And this is the importance of when a manager has beliefs, because you can go out there and get what you want. It's why Arteta doesn't really have big names out there, but all the players seem to fit into his system. Why is that? Because he knows what player he wants that's going to do the job. And Wegos, all he's going to do is give United another option, a different kind of profile to Marty Allen Rashford, because United have got a lot of, what I call them, tippy-tappy players. Guys who want to play ball, one-twos, flick it around the corner, get it back, run past the guy. Regos is not that. He's got decent feet. Put it in the air. The low wants to cross. Regos is in the middle. Put the crossing, son. Do you get me? At the moment, you're not aiming for anybody's head in, in, in the penalty box for Manchester United. You are you got happy really with that side, Bundy? That's all right. Are you happy with that Yes. Side? Yes, I'm right. happy with it. So, so uh, this is... The, so, what I've got an issue here now. I've got a meeting with the big contradiction. All those attributes... He just described pundit. Just hear me out, Monty. He just he just described Lukaku 2.0. Yeah. And he has got massive issues with Roman Lukaku. Everything he said, power, presence up, scores, goals. Lukaku miss one thing. Score. So why you miss you one thing. Lukaku, but you're like, this guy. What, 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 uh, you miss what? one thing, though. Lukaku hasn't got a first touch. Lukaku was always going to be the main guy. Yeah, he has. I'll be looking at Yeah, he has. I'll be looking at Yeah, he has. And listen, and listen, Lukaku was the main guy. This guy hasn't been brought in to be the main guy straight. He might end up being the main guy, but he's been brought up as cover, as backup. And it's a different profile. And at the moment, Tenar's got credit in the bank when it comes to transfers. Do you think he's better than Lukaku, this guy? Who? Regos? All round, no. 
Oh, well, no. You're making no sense. Make it make sense. I am making sense. I am making sense. I'll, I'll tell you why you know, I'm making do you know sense. One thing, because... Do you know one thing I'll um, I'll say about this? I mean, I might be getting carried away. You know, I've, it's not the first time I've got carried away. I'm not <laughs> big on Valt. Yeah, exactly. This I'm not big on Valt Verkos, right? I'll be honest with you. What I am big on is Eric Sanag. And if Eric Sanag wants him, I trust him. Because he seems to know what he's doing, this manager. He does. Right. Like, his yeah. signings have all made sense. So, with he's saying, this is the guy I want, or, I'm okay with that. Because if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season, he's going to play Luke Shaw at, at centre-back, and I said he's lost the plot. Do you know what I mean? Or if he's going mm. to give Marshall another chance, and I said, why? Or even Wan-Bissaka to, to a lesser degree. So, I just think Tenag seems to know what he's doing. He obviously wants this guy. So, yeah, I'm all right with it. It wouldn't have been my first choice. I'm not going to pretend that I was, like, in the in the summer going, get Val Veghorst. But yeah, no, no, no United fan, no United <laughs> fan will shout in Vegas's name. No. But then when you, well, you know what I mean? But when you take your hat off and you look at what Ten Hag wants and what he's trying to do and you think, okay, you know what? Fair enough. You've got a bit of credit in the bank. This is on you, Ten Hag. I can back it because it's you at the moment and your previous five signings, four signings have looked pretty decent in it. United have improved. You know what you want. Boom, boom, boom. You won 10 in a row. This guy, you're bringing him from pennies basically because the what the club's got no money judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's crying poverty right about now because the Glazers are flipping, robbing it all. Do you get me? So, okay, cool. Do what you're doing in May. If United get top four and maybe a trophy, we can look at it and give it a round of applause. If this guy comes in, scores no goals whatsoever, and he has a Lukaku touch, then Mike's is right. Do you get me? That's how, that's how, that's how we're going to see it. Do you know what I mean? But up no, to no. now... I made a judgment call on this guy. I'm asking your opinion. I, I don't. I've not watched him. I just know he played for Burnley. One thing I can guarantee you about him, Pundit, is if he ever makes a mistake or fluffs something, Mike will make a note of that and he'll be yeah, back on yeah. here. <laughs> like he was with a gig in press. And he'll be back here <laughs> to remind you of anything you've said, like uh, taking it down in evidence. Uh, moving over to the blue side before we wrap up. Cole Palmer. Mike, I hear a lot about this guy. I've heard it from you. I've heard it from Pundit. I've heard it from other City fans I've, I've, I follow. I've seen it. Seen him. He looks like a very, very tired young lad. What, what's the sort of latest with him and where, where do you think he's sort of... How, how much? How do you think he's going to play this season? He's gonna, has he got a part to play for City or what's what's the future hold for him? I think, I think, he'll, um, I think he'll continue to play. I, I think it's, it's no coincidence that his performances are now being highlighted because the team aren't playing well, and that, that tends to happen. And don't get me wrong, I think he could be taking a, a bit more run, but he's very young in a team full of world-class players. I've got no issue with Cole Palmer and his performances at the minute. He's not there letting the team down. I mean, we've got another signing there that we brought in in the summer um, that's similar age, Gomez. And sometimes when he plays, I feel like it's too much for him. Um, mm. I don't get that when I watch Cole Palmer um, and like he knows attacking the attacking in the attacking areas it is about key decision making and we were asking a kid that pretty much played more youth team football for most of his career to go in to the, a team that, that wins things and make the right decision every time and that's not going to happen so I think Pep's just doing it right 
he's, he's just putting these guys in the right time at the right points, developing them. And I, I'm happy with his progress at the minute. Obviously, with every player, there becomes a crunch point. But I don't think we're anywhere near that for Cole Palmer for me at the minute. Yeah, bro, I've been surprised at some of the stuff I've been reading and seeing from City fans on Cole Palmer. Like, wow, yo, the kid's 20, yo. Do you get me? Like, he's just coming to the team. Like, he's not Mares. He's, he's a decade younger than Mares. Do you get me? Like, you're not going to get the same level of performance and decision-making as you've just mentioned. And you're right just to mention that because that's what it comes down to, him seeing Cole Palmer take on shots when maybe he should have passed. But that's what you're going to get. With a 19-year-old, 18-year-old, 20, 21, 22, if your name's not Wayne Rooney, if your name's not Ronaldo, if your name's not Neymar, if your name's not Fabregas and these guys, if you're not at that elite, elite level as a youngster, you're going to have to develop. Look at Marcus Rashford. He's had to develop. He's 25 now. Now now we're seeing a different... Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer's 20. Do you get me? So there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, wow, City fans just become a bit too impatient now because they've got all the prestige and it's like, right, come on, man. Give the kid a chance in it. He needs to develop. I get it. You want everything that you want right now in it. Do you know what I mean? And United fans, we're a bit guilty of that as well sometimes because Elanga, Elanga's dead to me, innit? Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, 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 but at the same time, yeah, you've got to give certain yeah. kids a chance in it. But Cole Palmer, he's made how many appearances this season in the Prem? Eight, 16 appearances, I think, overall for City off the bench mainly. Do you know what I mean? So I just think fans need to lay off his back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And maybe he might not be good enough. He might not be good enough, but at this present moment in time, he's still a kid trying to learn learn, learn his trade. But in here, because I've seen I've seen some City fans say, oh, you keep, why does Pep keep playing him on the left-hand side? When he, throughout the youth team, he plays on the right and boom, boom, boom. Is that an issue for you in playing in different positions or, or what would you rather him staying in the same position? I'll be honest with you. I've... I can't pretty much what Jamie Morty said before. I don't when Pep does something, I just let it happen. I, in the first, <laughs> then when them first few years, I used to question, why, why is he doing this? He, I used to I got a phone to you at one point and went, yeah, don't know if this Pep guy in England, you know, he might not. <laughs> he's a good manager, but in England, he might not have it. But yeah. after that, when we were on that run, I thought, right, I'm never questioning this guy ever again. Delph at left back couldn't get in fucking hundred points. He can do what he wants. <laughs> Do what he wants. Nobody's saying if turn out like you just said it. You guys are gonna be early on. He can do what he wants. Bringing in a signing from Berlin, he's not even want to talk yet. That's that's how you. That's what you want to do. That's what you're gonna do. I'd still be questioning those signings personally. But, but I get what you mean. Though. When the manager starts doing things, you think, yeah, okay, that's fine. You go with it, and that's all. I've got no issue. Where he plays, his you've got to remember. I don't, I don't know if you remember Pundit. I think Go on. he couldn't play his first Champions League game at left back. Yeah, like, come on at left back. Mm. And, and I remember some say, What's he doing? I thought, Nah, nah, he's getting him on the ball. Our left backs, our, our left backs have more of the ball than our set of forward. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, nah, I don't mind that. Now, nah, for real, and I'll be talking about young players and stuff like that. Um, let's have another shout from one of our one of our supportive sponsors, um, DMA Sports Management, specialising in supporting families and providing first-class representation to sports athletes such as Manchester United's Marcus Rashford and many other young sports people built on values of hard work, determination and striving to be the best. DMA Sports Management is a family-orientated business that manages external and corporate affairs as well as providing first-class community-focused sessions and support across the Northwest. For more information, you can go to the DMA Sports Management website, www.dmasportsmgt.com. www.dmasportsmgt.com. Get on to them. You're a young sports person. You might need a bit of management. You might need a bit of help or support. 
make sure you check them out on the website. Do you know what I mean? Um, good stuff, man. Thanks to them sponsoring the podcast. Just before we wrap up, I just want to touch quickly on Chelsea because this guy, Todd Ooh. Burley, Yo. He's, he's, he's off his head. He's having some Yo. sort of championship manager meltdown or whatever he's doing here, buying players <laughs> left, right and centre. And without any sort of coherence or any rhyme or reason to these signings, in my opinion, he just seems to be buying mm. all sorts of players that they don't even, in positions they don't even need. <laughs> what have you made of it, Pundit, I'll start with you. What have you made of, of what's going on at Chelsea? Because they've just signed a kid, haven't they, from um, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Mikhailo Mudrik. For yeah. I think about a hundred million euros or sixty-two, sorry, sixty-two million quid um, yeah. initially, right, rising up to another, I think, another thirty on top of that with bonuses and incentives and stuff like that. Now Arsenal were were in for him Saturday morning. It looked like he was going to the Emirates, and then Chelsea have swoops in. What have you made of the way they've been doing their business? Well, I've been trying to work out this Todd Bowley guy for about six months, and since that since that takeover got, to, got, got up and at Chelsea, I've been looking at this guy thinking. What is this guy on? They're giving out eight-year contracts, seven-year contracts and all. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be. He's a businessman. They're being backed by a fund, in it? Like, so they've got, it's not, they're not stupid people, in a sense, business-wise. So then I asked myself, okay, sporting side, they've got to have people at the club that are saying, right, this is the plan. And I'm trying to, still trying to work out what this plan is. Because when I look at their attacking department, I'm seeing all 12 men with Lukaku still on loan and all, all sorts going on. And I'm thinking... Potter, I don't think Potter's having a say. I don't think he's having a say in any meeting that's going on up there. Because think about it, yeah? They've got Nkunku coming in the summer. They've just got Felix on loan. And Mudrick, they've just bought for £100 billion. So basically, a, a whole new front line with Aubameyang, Havertz, Mount, Brozier, Lukaku on loan, um, the young kid, Hutchinson. So I'm looking at thinking, Chelsea are mad. They're, on, they're a bit unwell in it because I don't know if he's getting told, listen, that Mudrick guy that's going to Arsenal, Ballon d'Or, future winner in, you know, Todd. Is it? Flipping out, we need to go and get him. Got, and he's just put down the money, gone and got him just for the sake of him, him being told, listen, Ballon d'Or winner in, 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 in the future. Or is there a realistic scouting plan behind what Chelsea are doing and all of us are done? We just can't see it yet. And in a year's time, we'll be sat here thinking, oh, that's what Chelsea were on. This is what I'm battling with at the moment because right about now, I can't see no plan. I can just see a guy that just likes enjoying spending money and going to meetings and that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got meetings. But, Mike, what do you reckon? Because, you know, when you see a club spend money and be successful, there's usually a plan there and there's usually a bit of patience and this guy doesn't seem to have a plan or any patience. To me, it just seems like he's just going turbo. So it's weird. I, I don't... So... It does, on the face of it, seem like that because he's just going out there and buying who he wants and what he wants. But you've got to remember, this guy's coming um, to a Chelsea team that had what, uh, I think they had a 12-month um, transfer ban a few years ago. Um, and then they didn't have a way of playing. So they've gone and appointed um, Graham Potter, haven't they? So to me, that suggests someone said to him, because that's not a household name, is it, really? To a, to an international committee or whatever, Graham Potter isn't going to be like, you know, listen, because it's just that's a similar appointing like a, an up-and-coming Villarreal manager taking someone from Brighton. So they've gone about, so he's gone and appointed him, so, which is fine. And I don't, I think what's happening here is they're now trying to accumulate a lot of the best talent around. 
It sounds crazy, but they, I don't know much about this Ukrainian kid that that the fought. I'll be honest with you, but the, the name I only knew about when I started hearing the Arsenal were in for him kind of thing. So, yeah. as much as it sounds like you haven't got a plan, I think the plan is to get a footballing manager in and try and accumulate the best players to fit that plan. So, yeah. I don't think getting getting Sterling from City was a mistake. They, they in their heads they were taking one of City's best players, and the numbers now that 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 made a lot of sense to me. That signing. 100%. You know, a Premier League, proven Premier League player, we've still, you know, got a lot to offer, who's won the title several times and has done it, you know, at City and before that, even at Liverpool. That makes sense. It's when I see some of these other signings, like, you question it a little. Like the, and, and, and the way they're panning out, like, I read somewhere, like, Aubameyang now, they want to get rid of him, but the only place he can go to is Barcelona because he's already <laughs> yeah. moved over. So so they, signing, you know what yeah. I mean? It, it seems let's a bit weird. Si- let's take that signing. Aubameyang, yeah. they just got rid of just, they got rid of Werner. They've practically got no real established set of forward apart from Havertz. Yeah, Aubameyang comes available. Would you say no, knowing what he can do on his day? Yeah, no, yeah. you wouldn't. And 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 also he knew Tuchel, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He played for, he played for Tuchel before at Dortmund. So in that sense, it made sense at that particular moment in time. And I tell you what, I tell you what, though, I think they did did you lot a favor, Mike's. Taking that lad from Brighton, oh, Cucurella. but that's the other thing. Jesus, though. Well, you should be sending uh, Todd Burley a, a, a bottle of champagne for that one. <laughs> I've seen that kid a few times this season, and he's looked absolutely shocking. Yeah, yeah, no, I suppose there is that one. I suppose there is that one in the sense of that's someone saying that Ben 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 Chilwell is just not it. Yeah, and someone's gone. We need to. We've gone and got him from. We've got him got him from. Is it West Ham they got him from? Where did they get him from? Cucurella, Brighton. No, no. Brighton. Chilwell. Oh, oh Leicester. Yeah, yeah, he's not been there long. And I think yeah. that's someone coming and going, we can do better than that. And they've just looked at him and watched. Because I think he, when he played for Brighton, uh, when they played Hughes and Amages at the Amex. Yeah, he, had, he, had, he had a very good game then. He yeah. was absolutely flying. And I think, yeah, sometimes one of those performances can just get. Get get the juices going from the exact. You know, like when he went out and they spent was it eighty million on Wesley Fofana? Yeah, and he was he was he was like I got a lot of stick on online because I was critical of this when we were linked with him, mainly because his injury records awful as well, things like that. And then you look at okay, Koulibaly kind of made sense, but again he's getting on a bit. It just seems like there's a there's there's a lot going on there without any plan. And you might be right. You might you know Potter's a good footballing man. If he can get these players playing, then then great. I just think I just think it, it too much of it doesn't fit for me. Potter made his name at Brighton by finding these gems, by working with a, a sort of tight knit group of players, and by playing his football this right way and, and being quite controlled as well. I think he had a say in everything. He's gone to Chelsea now. You've got Todd Burley. I think you're right, Pundit. I think he's just going to him and going. By the way, I've signed you this player. I don't. Think <laughs> I don't. I don't think Potter's going to him. Go and get me Mikhailo Mudrik. I think it's the other way around. I think he said, yeah, you know what? Why. Yeah. And I just wonder sometimes, the thing with Chelsea is they have this perfect, they have this storm, don't they, all the time that's going on where it shouldn't make sense. They sack managers constantly. They make these signings. Some of them flop, some of them don't. And yet somehow they always seem to end up there or thereabouts with trophies. So maybe it's another one of them. It just seems to me like this might do you be. Think, do, you think, do you think Potter's out his depth? I think this is the wrong job for him. 
I think he's a good manager. I think it's. I think he could go to somewhere like maybe a Spurs even or somewhere like that and do okay or do well. I think at Chelsea with Burley, I think it's the wrong move for him. Hundred percent. Do. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because he's got to be. He's got to be the top English manager to ever have so much talent on his hand, isn't it? Right, which I don't know if I'm if I've got man and just forgetting of an English manager who's had as much talent as my man's got. But, his, his, his but, Mark, Hughes, Mark Hughes, well, he's not English, is he? He's Welsh, but no, he's Welsh. Welsh legend, like Eddie Howe's getting there, but I think you're right. He's not. There's no way that 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 he's. I, I think you're right in terms of the talent at his disposal. And yeah, I think I agree. I think he's got. Yeah, it's a difficult one for Potter, isn't it? But you got to remember, you know, Chelsea haven't won a league for half a decade. So they're they're oh, yeah. they're trying to do everything to get me to get back up. And the, look at them now. Where are the ninth, tenth? So they're they're looking at Newcastle and looking at United's research and thinking, flipping hell, we have to do something to get into the top four because those people that put the money into Chelsea want to make their money back somehow. Do you know when you get got, me? When you've got when you've got a busy chairman like that or a busy owner or whatever he is, I always just feel like the next step for him is just firing managers because they're yeah. that busy, they're that giddy. It's very rare you get an owner or a, a CEO or whatever who's like that. Yeah, it gives ta- manager time. So I don't know. I might be wrong. But he's, he, yeah, I, I think I agree. He's not going to sit there and just watch his assets getting hammered four one by Brentford. He's not going <laughs> to. He's just not going to sit there. He's, he's not going to sit there and watch that happening. Is he? he was going to get beat up the other day. Was he? Was Brentford? Fulham. 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 That's yeah. Fulham. They won. They got a big win against. When well, I say a big win, it, it's a win they needed against Crystal Palace. But yeah, they've had they've been on a horrendous run before that. They got beat off Fulham. They got obviously you you've hammered them a couple of well, you've hammered them uh, in the FA Cup, didn't you? Four 0 I mean, you know, they've had yeah. they've had some pretty yeah, good let results, me, Villa. Let me ask, sorry, on. let me ask you two a question. Yeah, yeah, yes or no. Marty, are you taking Newcastle serious? Are they a serious threat this season? Yes. Mike Newcastle uh, serious threat or not? For the title, no, for top four, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with I that. Hear. I agree with that, yeah. and I think for, for from a United point of view, you know, that's that's what we're going for. Is top four and they're in that mix. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh! It's just top four. So if Arsenal won the league, then what? Are you? No, I think you'll win the league. Pardon? I think you'll win the league. I think I think City will win the league. Do you? That's yeah, right. I'm, think think people are getting carried away, right? Because it's January, middle of January. People are acting like it's the middle of January in the Premier League calendar. It ain't. It's like it's November because we've had a World Cup for six weeks. We're only 18 games in and we've been here before and City have got to play Arsenal twice in the league, I think. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've been in worse situations than this and won the league under Pep Guardiola. I remember yeah. the Scousers got to the Etihad and it was like, if they won, they'd have gone for like 11 points ahead of you and you they didn't, you beat them. And I just think the experience you've got, the players you've got, the, the history of what, what Guardiola does, and the fact that it's only 18 games in, you'll 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 come good. I don't take any pleasure in saying that. I just think you will. And I think Arsenal, as soon as you start having a little bit of a wobble, you'll you'll see that lack of experience will count. Hey, I want this all turned upside down, turned on its head by the end of March, mate. That's that's my deadline. I want it all sorted out. I don't want Arsenal top of the league by the end of March. You know what I mean? Can't have them coming back into things and that. Do you know what I mean? It's been long enough. Keep them out of it. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. But listen, props to Arteta though. He's building a nice little team on still to play good football, innit? But quick I don't one want them. You, Pundi, quick one from you. So do you think, are you in it for you? Do you, Where do you think you are? Are you United? United? Yeah, yeah. At the present moment in time, United are in a title race, yeah? 
No, no, are you confident? Don't give me all this at this present moment in time. Are you confident? Are you, are you sat there? <laughs> he wants you to say it, Pundit. He wants you to say it so he can clip you up when City win the league and he can yeah. bring it back. He's, he's like he's like a, a, a detective taking notes. Yeah, but I've known this guy. I know exactly what he's up, I know exactly which path he's trying to drag me down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, United <laughs> win the title race. We're sitting nice. I'm agreeing with Motty. It's very early still, and there's a lot of football and points to play for. Do you know what I mean? But listen, everyone in that top four is involved in it. That's it. That's that's what it, that's what's what it is. Do you get me? Okay, Mister Splinter. We'll get you off that fence sometime soon. I'll tell you what. Hey, you can't win with this guy, man. Honestly, right. you know what? Listen, right? It's been a great weekend, though, hasn't it? Really, for the red side of Manchester, for really, the. <laughs> and just before we go what I mentioned as well Liverpool losing 3-0 and Danny Welbeck getting the third was even better that was the icing on the cake for me yeah so you know what we're going to have to apply a segment to Liverpool's demise because this is a big demise from Jurgen Flop. do you know what I mean like we're going to talk about that at some point but yeah listen it's been a good weekend for the red half of Manchester the blue half you know listen man it is what it is you have to take your medicine because we United fans have had to take the medicine for long enough do you know what I mean so you got to take it and handle it this time around, you know what I mean? I've got some tissues from Mike's. It is what it is. But listen, there's another derby day in Manchester's red until the next derby day. That's how it goes. Do you know what I mean? But listen, been tuning to three points in the gaff with me, Pundit J, alongside Jay Motty, the red fan, the United fan, and alongside Mike's, the blue city fan. But listen, you know where to catch us, isn't it? Apple, do you know what I mean? We're on there. Spotify, we're on there. Google Podcasts, we're on there as well. Do you know what I mean? So, TJ, put on some music. Do you know what I mean? As we roll out at this end of this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Because we're feeling good today as it is. But no, people, do what you need to do. Pass it on, share it, like it. Listen, we're gone. Until next time, yeah? Enjoy yourselves. Take care. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.